Yeah. You, you want to go to the gym, get pumped out. Tyler, Tyler, look at me, Tyler. Okay. <laughs> We want to get pumped out. We don't want to, yeah. uh-huh. Why would you look at me, Tyler? <laughs> It's me, Nathan. <laughs> you break my heart. Can you hear that? Can you even hear that when he's doing it? <laughs> She's like he's like the little Asian girl <laughs> on uh, Pitch Perfect. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, oh my goodness, where are you going? Where are you going with this? Why are you taking moves? <laughs> Can you guys do any impressions? I mean, besides Nathan being like the king of impressions. <laughs> <laughs> yes, mantle me now. Um, I, Up on that pedestal. When I start singing, I usually go Creed. Somewhat mm, by choice. Do. Yep. What? Not really by choice, actually. Like Creed, like the band from the 90s? Yep. Yeah, like, Can You Take Me Higher? Can you sing it? The sing along from Titan AE. Can you take me higher? Wow. To a place. Like, I don't even want to. I just like start singing a song. It and just then happens. I go Creed. You never want to go full Creed. Oh. Because you may never come back. You may never come back. I mean, sometimes I accidentally do the Target Lady. <laughs> <laughs> What? What Target Lady? Do it now. From SNL. Where'd you get those Shana candles? <laughs> you don't know Target Lady? No. Oh my God, it's the best. You don't know Target Lady? <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> Where'd you get those Shana candles? <laughs> These holiday scented candles? Where did you get them? <laughs> But wow. I can't do it without doing this with my hand. <laughs> Tyler, you know what you and I are really good at? Garth and... Oh, Garth and... Garth and Cat. Oh, my gosh. Wait, who did we do that for the other day? Someone liked it. Yeah, we did it for... uh, I like how you said it like, oh, my God, someone liked it. Someone said it was okay. But I think we have a good audience here. We should try again. (laughs) I told him, I was like, what are you doing for Halloween? Let's be this for Halloween. (laughs) Garth and Cat. (laughs) From our new hit song. (laughs) He was like... I don't plan Halloween in February. Well, <laughs> 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 let's let's do a little ditty because that's the only. Okay. <laughs> you lead it. No, I, you oh, have, that, oh yeah, I forgot that was. Yeah. I'm always the leader. You're right. <laughs> Bossy pants. <laughs> Stay in your half gay closet. <laughs> joking. He's not gay. <laughs> I should not say that. Okay, let's do that again. Is this yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was wrong. <laughs> I am bossy pants. I am really bossy because I am the boss. Okay, so start. (laughs) Okay. It's a cold cold day day outside outside with with a red car. I can't see your lips because the microphone, so it's really hard. You're basically just repeating her. You're not exactly doing it right. (laughs) An echo. You're my echo. (laughs) I can't see your lips. An auto tune. Is this better? Well, now I have to make up a new song because you already heard mm. the other one. Ryan, he's going to guess what it is. <laughs> yeah. He's going to get it right off the bat. Um, yellow, yellow house, yellow house. 
bushes with your bushes outside. That's good. What did you? What do you call that one? Yellow house. You know, it's it's uh, getting approaching summer here. Do you have any summer tunes that we could enjoy I for the whole so. family? We just ha- we have that. Oh yeah, the one that we wrote the other yesterday. Day. Yeah. What is it called? It's called swimming in a pool with a rat. With a rat. Okay, let's hear that one. Roll, 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 roll your, your rat, rat legs down, down to, to the bottom, bottom of the pool. <laughs> <laughs> Don't drown in a rat. rat. Keep our head above the wall. <laughs> what an inspiring children's song. I think it's something the whole family will enjoy. <laughs> See, we're good at that. Yeah, it was nice. So what's the album called that we can look forward to? America, America the Brave. The brave. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Josephine, I think you have an echo going on. <laughs> <laughs> Can you give me a tissue? <laughs> row, row, row your rat. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> See, we're good at that. We're really good at impersonating Garth the Cat. Welcome to the Strange in the City podcast. We are going to be talking about. Eh. What are you doing with your hands right now? <laughs> You're like adjusting two large knobs, maybe. <laughs> or like, we're going to be talking about. Hmm. <laughs> Let me see here. <laughs> How can I put this? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> you said you wouldn't talk about nipples. <laughs> How can I put I'm searching for the word. Just balancing two objects slowly in either hand. What what am I trying to say? Oh my god. We'll get there. Someday we'll know what this is about. Which I'm glad that we're in such a funny, giggly mood because this topic could go really serious. Mm, and it will. <laughs> and it will. Uh, at least it won't be awkward. <clears throat> um, oh, it'll be awkward. Funny sex is the best sex. <gasps> You're the only is one it? that's married at the same Yeah, can you like elaborate on that? Maybe? Are you going to share sex stories, Caitlin? Is it like slipping sure. on a banana peel and then, whoa! <laughs> like that kind of funny? or like Accidentally <laughs> impregnated. <laughs> I swear I'm a virgin. <laughs> Or is it like you're like halfway through and you're like, okay, okay, but what does a hot dog say <laughs> to a bagel? Oh no! Funny sex is the best. Knock knock. <laughs> Who's there? Me. You just sounded so scary. Like, Rawr, I'm here. Garboo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no means no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> <sighs> Funny <sex>. Well, <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the Strange in the City podcast. We're going to be talking about um, sex to some. <laughs> oh, great! Is that going to happen, Tyler? Every time I say sex, <laughs> it's like a horse, <laughs> like a little, a little pony. <laughs> Okay, well, when I actually tried to do a horse, <laughs> it didn't work. 
That's a goat. That's a goat. Oh, that's a goat. Uh, no, that was a horse. That was, a, that was definitely a goat. Do you guys even farm? The horse says moo. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about sex. Sex, baby. <laughs> Let's, Let's talk. talk about you and, and me. So we're going to continue with the acapella mm-hmm. theme. <laughs> um, so... I'm all scatterbrained now. Because who's <laughs> been, who's here? <coughs> Hold Roll on. call. Welcome to the Strange in the City podcast. I am Josephine, your host, and tonight I have across from me is Nathan. Hi. We haven't seen you in a long time, Nathan. Many moons <laughs> have passed. Yep. And then to my um, left side is Caitlin. Strong side. Me. 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 It's like all dainty and delicate. Me. It wasn't then, supposed to be dainty. And then to the right side is Tyler. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that was really weird. <laughs> he almost had like an episode of fainting, and then he laughed for like a half an hour and couldn't breathe, so we might be concerned if you hear a thud on the floor. <laughs> yep. Just ignore it. He has his oxygen tank on right now. He'll be back. <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about sex tonight and Christian dating and just an overall um, discussion about those kind of topics and because Tyler and I and Caitlin, we all work with the youth at our church, and we talked about pornography a couple weeks ago. Well, Tyler talked about pornography. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it was a really good teaching. But I grew up in this age of the 2000s, early 2000s, late 90s, when you guys were all in diapers. <laughs> um. You're two years older than me. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, you, you were wore still diapers. in diapers. You wore <laughs> diapers right. for a long, long time. Yeah. <laughs> Early 2000s, still wearing diapers. Yeah, dang. You're probably training now, right? <laughs> yeah, it's questionable. They're so comfortable. They are. <laughs> I can go anytime. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes just for convenience. <laughs> Which is good. <laughs> um, anyway, we... Uh, what was I saying? I have no idea. <laughs> I grew you up. grew up in the early 2000s, at which time? Oh, I grew up in the early 2000s, um, late 90s, when I was in high school and junior high. And a big fad, which Nathan, you and I have talked about this before, was that I kissed dating goodbye. Mm-hmm. And Caitlin, I don't know if you've ever heard of the book. Yeah. You have? Tyler, have you? No. We were kind <laughs> of indoctrinated in it when I was in high school. Yeah. It was a very... It was really intense. It was like the WWJD bracelets. Mm-hmm. It was like everything. It was, yeah, I don't know. But so we're going to talk about that. And then I saw a current um, uh, article about, if it'll go in. That's I keep saying that. I'm it'll go in. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> Too soon. And then I read an article um, from Relevant Magazine saying how I overcame shame in my sex life, which I think that um, really we can talk about not just sex. I mean, Caitlin mm-hmm. can speak into that being married. Um, I'm I allowed. Don't, I don't know how many of the rest of us want to talk about if we've had sex or not. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler's like, I feel faint. <laughs> um But that can even be how I overcame the shame of kissing or dating or um, being friends with people of the opposite sex or whatever, like however that applies to you. But first, I want to talk about what age did you guys start dating? Quote, unquote. Mm -hmm. Tyler. (laughs) 
21. <laughs> oh, nice. 21. <laughs> what was, was there a second part of that question or just when? Oh, man. It was late high school. So 18, probably 17, 18. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I dated like one person, and that was, I started when I was like 19 or 20. And then you married that guy, right? Right. You kill right. him. Okay. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I only needed one person. Black Widow, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, so can you guys remember your first love, like your first crush, the first person that you were like, OMG, like I want to marry that person. And it can't be Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> can't steal that. Dang it, it was this guy named... Oh, shoot, what was his name? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently meant a lot to you. <laughs> um, I don't remember his name, but I remember telling my cousin at the time, I think this is love. I think this is what love feels like. Like, I can't stop thinking about him, and I can't stop, like... Daydreaming. Daydreaming about him, and I just think about him all the time, and, you know, now I know I was just, like, massively hormonal. <laughs> but, like... Aren't we all? <laughs> Right. You know, I what was like, was it? yeah, I was like 13. Oh. I was flooded with estrogen and like freaking out. So what do I do with so all this estrogen? This <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but I thought I was in love. Yeah. Legitimately. And then I was in love with his friend Josh for a long time, too. And oh. so like. Awkward. <laughs> Triangle. <laughs> yeah. That they didn't know about. <laughs> of course. Nathan. I distinctly remember in third grade, really wanting the attention of a girl in my class, and I couldn't figure out why, but I would do all the right things, right? I would yank on her hair, I'd throw <laughs> rocks at her, I'd say really weird things and then run away. Like, I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't know. She didn't dig it. I don't, yeah, I just I feel like I did everything right, you know? You just can't win with some girls. I did everything right, and she didn't fall in love with me, so I don't know. I don't know what happened. Oh. Tyler, mm. when was your first crush? Crush. Um, I had crushes on my babysitters when I was little. Oh, yeah. Dude, mm -hmm. I forgot about that. Yeah, you can't leave them <laughs> out. I had some hot babysitters. Probably shouldn't need <laughs> to carry me in the mic. I don't... I I don't know. I just had crushes on all of them. Um, Why? Because they were book smart? <laughs> did their homework? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're older. I like They're my in older charge. Women. That's what Tyler likes. <laughs> Someone who's in charge. They knows what they want. Take charge girls. <laughs> <laughs> they were in algebra too. <laughs> no, so that hot. freaked me out. <laughs> oh my God. Um, yeah. But then like, like an actual crush. Yeah. Was probably like seventh grade. Did you pull hair, throw rocks? Mm, no, oh. I didn't act on it because I was too scared. Did you ignore her whenever she looked at you? No, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. But I also hated junior high and like ninth and tenth grade. So yeah. most of those are like me most of those memories have been deleted <laughs> <laughs> out of your memory yeah. bank. Yeah, <laughs> make space for some better ones. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I've told this story on here, but I like this boy named Michael. And he was the bomb. Like, he was a little mixed race, which mm. I always like. <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> You're like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, this is going to be really weird. But for show and tell, I brought my bird one <laughs> when fifth grade. What kind of bird? 
birds. I don't I know. I thought you hated birds. I do hate birds. Oh. <laughs> Is it because of that bird? No. It was because my grandma that um, my family was living with at that time had a parrot that would just fly around the house and like charge at you. Oh. <laughs> it was terrible. <sighs> anyway, I had like this little love bird or something in a cage. They were cool in the cage. And I um, took it to show and tell. And then I was walking by his house. And he's like, Josephine, that bird was cool. And I was like, yeah, I know, right? And I was standing next to his uh, fence. And we were talking. And his dog jumped up and bit me. (laughs) (laughs) It was terrible. But I, my cousin... um, found a letter that I wrote to her in like fifth grade or something. And I was like, I love this boy named Michael. I swear I'm going to marry him someday. Mm. <laughs> it was like on pink paper, like hearts <laughs> and stuff. It was terrible. Anyway, so this book, I Kissed Dating Goodbye. We're going to talk about dating. Nathan, can you share with us? Did you ever read that book? Actually, you read it? Well, I read that and then my parents actually asked me to read Boundaries in Dating, which is also from... Townsend and Cloud, I think, were the guys who wrote Mm -hmm. the first one. Um, And that one kind of like pulled back a little bit and we're like, well, you can actually date, but you have to set boundaries. Like at the very beginning of your relationship, how, like, where where do we feel comfortable? Where do we want to go with this? Um, But yes, I also read Kiss Dating Goodbye. And beyond that, it was just a very, like, a large push in conservative youth groups was Mm -hmm. talking about it and dealing with it courting instead of dating did you ever feel like in that time frame that you could make your own choices and be okay with making your own dating choices Mm, not really I feel like the and this even went all the way into high like college I would say there was a lot of pressure around dating relationships that you needed to know specifically when you're in that relationship that you were going to marry that person Mm -hmm. so it was like a series of tests and if you hadn't figured it out then what were you doing were you just messing around or like being in a relationship that didn't have boundaries or any intentionality to it how dare you you're essentially a heathen so there's a lot of social pressure more than there was any like formalized pressure which can sometimes be more dangerous because I don't think anybody really cared that much but the idea of them caring was a lot we uh, (laughs) had I just played a game with a lot of the uh, hold uh, hold that phone your phone is making it go crazy because you're looking at yourself in your reflection. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go about it. Okay. Go uh, <laughs> I was like, why is he looking? Hold like, the phone. Like, hold the phone. <laughs> Don't hold your Stop phone. Stop holding your phone. <laughs> Don't hold that. Okay. So <clears throat> you were saying? Uh, there's this game that I was playing with the residents that I work with over this last weekend. It's called Deal Breakers. So you talk about they're the perfect woman, but... There's one thing off about them. It's like, they're the perfect woman, but every time she sneezes, she sharts herself. Oh, my God. <laughs> every time, she's the perfect woman, but instead of hair, she has, like, tentacles on her head, and she can, like, kind of control them. I feel like we kind should of. play this game. <laughs> <laughs> or, anyway, or, like, uh, she's the perfect woman, but her boobs have distinct personalities <laughs> that emanate, like, a voice from each one. Like, one of them is, like, a New York... Wait, like not everyone does that? And then the other one is like a uh, 
like a sassy black woman, and they just are <laughs> always talking all the time. She has no control over them. What if you have two sassy black women? For each trouble. You never get a word in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Every time the sun goes down, she turns into Lil Wayne, but she's the perfect woman for all the rest of the time. <laughs> Would you still do it? So there's like these these ideas, right, that we always create in our brain. Like, oh, to- yeah, I would totally. But then when you're actually faced with realistic human beings, it changes it. You know, it's different. Right. Your idea of perfection is altered or adjusted. So I feel like a lot of times people will go into dating relationships or like kiss dating by with the idea of what a perfect woman was and they start dating and they realize, ugh, I don't like that. Mm-hmm. I want someone who's like this. But they weren't able to experience that. And so they just kind of make do. Right. Um, Tyler, what about you? What's the question? <laughs> Where have you been? What? Oh, just now? <laughs> Where were you just now? No. In, I don't in remember. Dating. The Where have you dating been? Goodbye. What is your What's the first what experience? Gone? <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just joking. laughs> we're just going there. <laughs> just joking. <laughs> Zero to a hunter real quick. <laughs> Danger zone. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um, no, you had said something about uh, society putting the pressure on. That's what it felt like. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of systematic and like societal pressure. Like I'd be in a conversation and someone would be like, "Well, I mean, they're just dating around," right. and it wasn't ever said like, "Oh, they're a slut" or "Oh, they're a terrible person." But it was just this like, I don't know. It's like this pressure of, "Oh, well, why would you do that?" Like, and so when you say society, I automatically just think of the difference between like normal society, like the normal world, mm. and this Christian bubble, Christian society. That's true. I would say Western conservative Christian bubble that I was a part of for a while. That's not always true. I went to a public school, and I interacted with a lot of individuals that had very exciting and interesting sex lives, much different than my own, obviously. But I didn't equate them with like, oh, that's a choice that I should make. <laughs> I just kind of like put this as the other, or oh, that's interesting, or it's like television or something like that. Um, not as like advice for how I should be living my life. So the places that I was taking very specific like affirmation and information from, mm-hmm. they I definitely I felt this need to be like away from dating or at least treat it very cautiously. Mm-hmm. When did it change for you? Mm. When did your perspective of dating probably change? honestly like end of college? I was having a lot of fun in college and like didn't really think about dating that much, and then at some point my. Um, <laughs> The, what's going on? I lost the back to my earring. Sorry. You lost the back to your earring? Sorry, keep going. Keep going. I'll Sorry. search for it in a minute. There, uh, the, it was the end of college, and I was having a pretty, like, I don't know, shitty end of the semester. And my the mentor that I was working with was like, well, what do you want to do? What sounds fun? I was like, well, I've never really gone on dates before. That'd be fun. So for the next five weeks for the end of the semester, I went on a date every weekend and sometimes during the week. Just to go out just to go out just for fun and literally people would ask the mentor i was working with my friends they're like what is he doing like why is he doing that is he just dating for fun and so my classic response was like i'm just trying to get some (laughs) and that like was very disturbing to them they were like no no he wouldn't do that i mean my character was so much like in place my reputation that people didn't believe it (laughs) they they were still confused by it it wasn't something that was natural yeah to them now this is so funny because in any other college context right outside of a conservative christian bubble people are like what do you mean you didn't date Mm -hmm. and like you dated for fun of course that's what you do but Mm -hmm. um caitlin what about Mm -hmm. you what was your perspective during that time of the i kiss dating goodbye right when you were in that Um, as a teenager 
I was like right in high school when that came out. And the problem was that I was homeschooled and I was going to a homeschool co-op. So we're talking like, like uber conservative, um, extremely conservative. It was like, we actually had like a whole class around, like we would go a couple of days a week to the church and have this homeschool co-op that was kind of like a high school, but with a bunch of really awkward, uber conservative homeschoolers. And we actually had a whole class around the I Kiss Dating Goodbye book. And it was, you know, ways to, we had, we covered like ways to not tempt boys, like which included wearing long skirts and long sleeves and um, making sure you always had a man's um, wife beater under your shirt. So nothing ever showed if you bent over and um, you never ever date unless you intend to get married and you shouldn't date in general. Like you should always court. And a lot of my peers ended up courting, which just looked horrific to me. Like, that's a great way to get to know somebody. Sit there with your parents and <laughs> yeah. That's so terrible. Worst yeah. nightmare. One of my one of my friends ended up marrying this guy. It was the only guy she ever dated, but she didn't date, she courted. They only ever went out with parents or friends. That's the only way. And if they were ever caught alone for like five minutes, they got hell. So that's what I was raised in. I can totally picture some of the parents at our table. I'm not going to mention any names, but some of the parents at our table totally taking over the date. <laughs> 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 so, honey, how how's the school going? <laughs> Brenda, stop. I know. <laughs> Do I need to cut that out? She won't hear this. Right? Okay. <laughs> Mom. <laughs> Mom's so cool. <laughs> She's <laughs> Boo, you lived because somebody prayed for you. <laughs> oh, boo. Um, yeah, I would have to agree that when I, mostly because of my background, like I didn't know what dating looked like. And so in junior high, I just dated every boy in the junior high school <laughs> because nice. like we'd hook up at the dance, right? Oh. And not hook up. Like hold hands at the dance and nice. date, quote unquote, dance very close together to boys to men. And then <laughs> from there on Monday, so we talked like over the weekend, then on Monday he dumped me, but it was always constant. Like I would always flip through guys. Lots of turnover. <laughs> Lots of turnover. Um, and then after I became a Christian, like, and really got involved in church and stuff, youth group, um, I had one serious boyfriend, the crier, and then mm. into college, it was just, I never read the book, we had talked about it a lot, and it was always that date with the intent, and it got more intense when I was in college, and having that pressure and that shame of, if I dated a guy that I was friends with, and we didn't get married then it would ruin everything like it would just mm -hmm. blow up and then everyone knew about it because we were on a small campus <laughs> right, like right. <laughs> you're marks essentially yeah get my a out mm -hmm. <laughs> um your scarlet letter <laughs> yeah but i mean in that time i it was that's just what was taught from the front like you dated with intent and i was even looking at some of the quotes from the book Okay, it says here, it says, when God knows you're ready for the responsibility of commitment, he'll reveal the right person under the right circumstances. I feel like that is so much pressure <laughs> to put on even a friendship. <laughs> like, <laughs> why? you know what I mean? Like, because then I always had it drilled in my head. Could this be the guy I'm going to marry? Like, right. it, it, 
is this going to be just the right the circumstances? Like, Am I ready? <laughs> <laughs> and then the quote below it says, "The right thing at the wrong time is still the wrong thing." No, <laughs> no, yeah. I fail all the time. <laughs> Dang. Also, this is like pressure too of like, oh, I need to earn it. Like I need right. To, I need to be ready. Need to be ready. I need to have done the right things or gone to the right places, and then, mm-hmm. then once I'm perfect, then I'll have a perfect someone. Right. right. Neither of you are Quote perfect. Quote Sorry, you're Ow. not perfect. <laughs> I don't mean to say this in a judgy way. Whoa. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Hair flip. Okay. Excuse me. <laughs> a lot. Okay. Tyler, in you you probably weren't even interested at all in dating, so you probably didn't even like you're like, eh, pressure, whatever, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I mean this is all like I had never have never even heard of the book. Really? Really? Until Lucky now. you. Yeah. I know. <laughs> So this is he very dating. Um, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I just didn't like, especially in high school. I like didn't have even very many close friends, and so like, Aww. I mean, I mean, it, <laughs> that came not, out so sad. Not saying that my Aww. high school experience was like really sad, but, but, but it was pretty it sad. Was, <laughs> I mean, it wasn't like. I wasn't like super sad that it ended. Um, so yeah, I just, that wasn't even on my mind. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think about the kids in today's culture that, I mean, some of them are dating seriously at a really young age, like putting so much pressure on, this is the person I'm going to be with. Um, or I don't know if they still necessarily have the idea of, I need to date if I'm going to, like I shouldn't date because I'm not going to marry this person. Um, I feel like nowadays it's shifted and it's a lot more of a lenient, more of like a liberal openness about dating. Um, How do you as a kid in today's society and culture have boundaries that are reasonable that don't put so much pressure on you that you feel like you're failing all of the time. Um, But also give you a chance to, experience a dating life in a, in a healthy way? <laughs> That's a big like, question. <laughs> yeah. Just tell us everything and fix it. <laughs> well, this is the experts. Mm, <laughs> not really. Yes, the panel. I don't know. I think dating as a teenager is just a bad idea. Yeah. Like, I just, as a teenager, I had that idea. And it wasn't because of I kissed dating goodbye because I thought that was total bullshit. Um, but um, I just... I don't know why, but as a teenager, I knew that I was not emotionally capable of handling dating another, neither were any of my other teenagers, so I didn't want to date any of them. Um, so I just didn't. I wasn't interested in it, and I think that was good because I see so many teenagers dating, and they're not emotionally ready, and they get wrapped up too quick, and they get too into it, and they get hurt, and and then they're they're not having fun with their fun years. They're just, and then when they're not dating, they think they should be. So then they're sad because other people are dating and they're not. And it's just, I think dating as a teenager should just be ignored. I think that's just one big pressure there. You should be dating. And if you're dating, it should be good. And if you're not dating then it's terrible. And do you think it should be like, you should like kiss it goodbye? Should it be banned? (laughs) I don't think it should be banned. I think it should be. And I don't think, I think as leaders, we should encourage them not to date, not because, oh, you're not going to marry that person, but because there's so many better things to focus your attention on. Mm -hmm. Like dating is just not a fun experience when you're a teenager. Focus on something more fun, more productive, like have a great time 
with those years and, um, you know, not because it's wrong or it's, you know, it's not because it's, you're not going to get married. None of those reasons, but, but like, just cause you need to focus on yourself. Yeah. Like, that time. yeah. If, you know, teenage years are all about forming and growing and maturing and becoming, figuring out who the heck you are. And if you're trying to focus on giving someone else what they need, then you can't focus on growing yourself. So what do you think about in that, in the same kind of area of this question of um, how will they learn what boundaries they need to have? How will they learn to say, this is, this is my line. This is what I don't want to do. How, I mean, I, I think that healthy parents teach this from right. the home. I mean, that's ideally ideal, but, and even like some parents in a healthy family environment will say like, Hey, let's, why don't you do group dates? Like just have fun together and get to know each other. And from there, like, let's keep it open and honest and talk about it. Like, don't feel like you're going to be judged or shamed mm-hmm. or get grounded because you made out with a boy in the back of his car, but <laughs> let's talk about it. I don't think that it's talked about very much. Right. I think it's more of just like, don't have sex or it's bad. And like, there's not a lot of, um, I think just like people need to be mentors and leaders and parents need to be comfortable with talking in detail about things of that nature with teenagers. Like we just need to be a lot more honest. Um, and I, but I think with, you know, as you get out of high school and you start maturing, you're going to figure out your own boundaries. I think teenage years are really bad time to try and figure out what boundaries you want and don't want because you're so driven by your own, you know, immature desires and, and societal pressures and hormones and all that kind of stuff. Like, I think that's a really, really bad time to try and figure out what's good and not good. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan, what are you thinking over there? Yeah. A lot of thoughts. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if necessarily like not dating as a teenager is the answer either. I just feel like there's our culture, and I guess like Western, specifically United States culture, there's so much focus on relate like love and relationship and sex, and no one's really talking about it in the right ways. Like we're all talking about it, but nobody's really talking about it. You have these movies that you watch, and you have really unrealistic expectations of relationships and love and sex. Yeah. And then you actually get into a relationship. You're like, oh, gosh, this person is imperfect, and this isn't quite as fun as I thought it was. So I think for me, and when it comes to teenagers, like just reminding them, <laughs> like, the, the realistic nature of being in a relationship mm-hmm, and that right. it's messy and to focus all of your energy and emotion and intensity into one person will pr- it'll probably fail at some point. Like, mm-hmm. cause they're imperfect. Yeah. So trying to expand like, yeah, I mean, if you want to date, sure, but there's, there's so many other things. There's right. so many other things and it should not like, don't let it be your focus right now because it mm-hmm. can consume you. I think relationships yeah. are a huge catalyst for change and reflection yeah. and accountability in a lot of ways because I <laughs> I always am reminded how selfish and how much of a jerk I am every time I'm in a relationship. And I don't feel that as much when I'm with my friends because I'm separate until I'm in a relationship and then I feel like I need things right. from this person or I do something I'm like, oh my God, that was so selfish. Um, so I don't know. I think it, it can be a good place for that with the right mindset mm-hmm. and with the right place. I think also too, there's, at least for me, my experience was it, 
the like removal of dating makes specifically for men that I've talked to very passive because they think, oh, the Lord will just bring someone yeah, to me. Right. It'll just show up and then I won't have to really work for it. And by the way, for a woman, that's so annoying. Yeah. Oh, totally. <laughs> I hear about I hear about this all the time. Don't get me wrong. Um, so these guys who have told, don't date, don't date, wait for it, don't date. And then suddenly they're <laughs> like, now what? Like they haven't thought about it before. <laughs> they don't know. Like to them, respecting a woman means not even a talking to them until they know for sure Right. I'm in love with you. Right. And so it makes for, that just makes for really like very kind, considerate, like very, yeah, very nice men, but very passive mm-hmm. and like not courageous, not, uh, gr- not even, I don't want to say the word aggressive, but like they just don't know. They don't even know how to interact with a girl in a way that There's means no like, I'm an interest, I have interest in you. Because to say that they're interested does a disservice, they think, to them. Or to their own spirituality or emotions or faith or heart or whatever, because it sets them up for some sort of failure. So it, it makes them uh, sensitive to rejection. It makes them really risk intolerant. And then also like adds this whole other layer of like shame of like, oh, I can't like, why did, why did I even talk to her if we're not getting married? I don't know what I did that for. So um, I read an article exactly what you were talking about, and this girl wrote in to a blogger and said, where have all the brave Christian men gone? Like, why do I come to church? And every guy is afraid to ask me out for a cup of coffee, or if I initiate it, it's that I'm being too pushy, or whatever. Like, where, where have all, what has happened? And so he responded to her. So he goes on to say, he says this, however, the answer you're seeking isn't really for you, it's for him. Christian guys rarely can just keep it casual, go on a date, give it a chance. There's always a bigger problem. And unfortunately, it's like what we've built. Mm-hmm. The bigger problem is what we've built is that you say, guys, wait for it. Like, you know, don't don't be pushy. Don't make women uncomfortable. Don't have false expectations. Um, yeah, yeah, or just respect. It's like respect, respect, respect. You respect. need to be respecting yeah. the other person. And for them, they've been told so long not to even talk to women. So respect for them means avoiding them <coughs> in yeah. some cases. Or being so friendly <laughs> to everyone. <laughs> and then when this girl's like, why don't you value me? <laughs> They're like, well, I'm just trying mm-hmm. to be friendly. So um, he says this, sweet Erica is sitting next to you in church. She's brilliant, wise, articulate, and principled. <laughs> Nice. Proverbs 31 woman. Oh, right? yeah. She just may not look what you think. Yeah. And you know you've noticed her because you notice every brilliant, wise, etc. woman in your circle. They think you don't notice, but we know better. We do. Um, you notice the moment she started an internship in your workplace, that she was wonderful, nice to chat with, attractive, marriage material. I hate that part. <laughs> but she could be. Yeah. And definitely the one... God has sent on high to satisfy your deepest longing. (laughs) And he says, stop. For the love of Joshua Harris, just please stop. (laughs) We have some serious issues to work out, namely the lack of courage displayed by really good men who are hiding their heads in the sand, which I totally agree that Mm -hmm. guys are just hiding their head. I mean, men that are training, not training, that's so weird. Men that are loving and encouraging young guys it's just like just just don't just don't it it literally is them burying their head in the sand Mm -hmm. and as a single feisty 30 fine woman i am saying 30 30 (laughs) flirty and thriving yeah (laughs) (laughs) but anyway i am saying that but then you're a woman that's like 
I know how great I am and it's fine that I'm single, but why, why are you so afraid? <laughs> like, I don't understand why you're so afraid. Nathan. Yeah. It, it goes beyond <laughs> that too. It's like when they have those needs, right? Like everyone has social, physical, even sexual needs. Like they can find them other places now. Whereas I think several years ago, that was not the case. Yeah. So even if they were, uh, respectful and avoidant, they can, they they would still like approach them because they're like, oh, like I have these impulses and I really want to act on them. Where now you can you can go anywhere on the internet and have those needs met without really needing mm-hmm. to go leave or mm-hmm. go or do anything. Yeah, and I, I mean it goes both ways too, right? There's a lot right. of men that I know that are incredible and great catches and would be great marriage material (laughs) um, that are not dating and are upset that they can't find someone or that they approach someone and are spurned or rejected or whatever. Mm. So I don't know. Well, send them my way. Hello. You know my address. (laughs) (laughs) We can have a speed dating here. Duh. (laughs) But I mean, it does go both ways and it also goes to the extreme where there are creeps. Like there are just flat out creeps in churches and it's like, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. they can go to either extreme, but there's some creepy girls out there too. What? No, all girls are perfect. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Hashtag duh. (laughs) Okay. So I, anyway, that, um, that article was really, it was really good. It talked all about Joshua Harris's um, book and Hmm. it, it, it did that. So let's talk a little bit about sex, baby. Let's talk about, about you and me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that just got so weird. Um, Funny sex. So it came up. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm letting the sexual innuendo start now. Okay, yeah. Like, I'll let it say. came up. I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> and then. <laughs> Is this the start of a story? Like, <laughs> Tyler. <laughs> How are you not set up for oh bad? My gosh. Oh gosh. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> how how did you guys get your sex talks? Did you get a sex talk? Uh I got the don't do it talk. Oh, okay. It's bad. <laughs> it's bad. It's evil. Here's a ring. Wear it until you have sex. Ooh. Purity ring. Wait, oh, I was like, mm-hmm. what kind of ring? <laughs> a purity <laughs> ring. A power out. ring. <laughs> <laughs> Ring to rule them all. <laughs> Ring pop. Oh, terrible. <laughs> Wear this. That's kind of <laughs> sticky. Wear it. <laughs> pop my ring pop. Oh. oh. It's cherry flavor. Oh. <laughs> I'll be here all week. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Uh, Nathan, what about I, you? What was your <laughs> Tyler's fainting. <laughs> Tyler's fainting. Sex. He's, he's rocking. <laughs> he's swooning. He's corner. I honestly, I don't remember. I do distinctly remember my mother handing me a book that kind of like <laughs> outlined. It basically was like a bunch of animals, like and how that works. And it was like a children's book. It's so like, it, like everybody poops. Basically, yeah. I was like everybody has sex, and so I was like reading. I was like reading through it, and then I was like. And then suddenly I got near the end of it and it kind of dawned on me like, wait, like humans are mammals. Like my tiny brain could get around that. <laughs> like, Does that mean? No. Wait, no. <laughs> and then I, I honestly, I don't think it was like fifth grade health class that it like fully clicked. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, 
that goes, what? <laughs> no. And then there's a, that goes, what? <laughs> like, like, I think I knew that, like, women have babies, and, like, that happens, but I, I don't think conception was, a, like, a huge focal point of mine. I thought it came out of the belly button. Yeah. They just pull it out. Ew. I, li- I literally think it was a book. I'm sure my parents, like, mentioned it at some point, but I do remember, it, like, distinctly in church, hearing over and over again, like, don't have sex to your marriage, don't have sex to your marriage, don't have sex to your marriage. I, I, think, I don't really, like... I'm sure they. I'm sure they sat me down. But you're like, whatever that, that is, talk. I'm not supposed to do it till I'm married. Right, right. Whatever the heck that is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. I won't. <laughs> Sounds good. Beep beep. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> okay, folks. Tyler, tell us about your sex talk. Um. So mine happened. I think I was in in like second grade, and I think my brother was in third grade, and I don't know why my my dad chose this like this one time. Um, I don't know if it was something like my brother said because I didn't really nothing was like on my radar. Um, but he, you were blindsided. <laughs> yeah. Well, I I think so. I'm pretty sure I was. So my dad brings Ryan and I into um, to like the living room, and he's like, "Okay, I'm going to tell you guys about sex." And he like told us like everything, and it was like very graphic. And I was like, "No, that's disgusting!" <laughs> and like, "No, that's real. Like that's really wrong." And and uh, I mean, I had some I had some questions about it, <laughs> but I feel like it's a little weird to say right now. No, just ask. I want we can cut them out if they're. <laughs> we can weird. handle it. We can yeah. handle yeah. it. We're grown ups. One of my here. like as a second grader. What if you go pee in her? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. That's a legitimate yeah, question. Yeah. What What do you do? And he said that won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> and um, <clears throat> but <clears throat> so I yeah I was just like really disgusted. I was like. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That sounds like it's not for me. I don't like that sounds really gross. I don't choose that. Path. And my dad was like, no, like someday I used to think that too, but someday you're going to want to have sex. This urge will come over you. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I was like, no, that no. And I was like, can't you just sleep in, like when you get married, sleep in separate beds? Like, why do you have to do this? Like, can't you choose not to? And he's like, you'll want to. <laughs> and you're like, no. No. no you're man. wrong. No. I'll prove you wrong, Dad. <laughs> One day, I'll show you. Oh, my gosh. I wish that I would have had sex talks like that. I didn't have sex talks. Yeah. Are you afraid now to be to be married? Like, do you feel pressure to get married and have sex someday? Yes. You feel... <laughs> you already did that. Terrified. <laughs> done. You are done. <laughs> You've got that taken care of. I got that look like, down. It, as a young adult in your sexuality now, how comfortable do you feel? Marriage <laughs> kind of, like, honestly scares me a little bit. Like, like Marriage the, does? Yeah, I mean, it's such a huge... I mean, everybody says it's a huge commitment, but, I mean, it's this... You're making a very strong decision that you are going to live with for a very long time. It's not like, well, I think I'll buy these shoes and see what happens. It's, I mean, it's a huge commitment to a person, to an idea. You're and committing to a lot of like investment and work and being selfless and a lot of things that I'm not very good at, probably. <laughs> so that part definitely scares me. Um, as far as considering marriage, definitely. Like I think there's, I think I felt more the pressure 
after right as I was leaving college, I feel like there's this like huge like senior scramble, so to speak. People were like, <laughs> I haven't found one yet. <laughs> oh no, what do I do? And then I left college, and I kind of thought, oh, there'll be other like people just around. And then I realized that there's not very many people my age at the same stage of life with the same values just sitting around everywhere. So I, I think I felt it a little more. Um, <laughs> not this last time, but a couple times ago, when I visited my grandparents. My grandmother gently like grabbed, caressed my hand, and she's like, Nathan, I. <laughs> want grandchildren oh. <laughs> i think she was joking but it terrified That's me terrible. a little bit i was like oh i'm so sorry <laughs> not gonna happen grandma and i said you better ask Peace. my sister who is like five years younger than me because she seems way more adept at <laughs> getting the birthing knowing the opposite <laughs> sex than i ever have so i mean i taught her everything she knows i guess <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I, feel, I guess i feel that pressure not not really there's no one who's specifically like you need to get married i have a lot of a lot of friends that are married and they like it. And so they kind of like, you should, you should get married. But it's also the same way that I feel about like, we just got this new Vitamix. You have to try it. And I'm like, cool. I mean, it works for you guys and that's awesome. Maybe I, I will get one movies. someday and I'll try smoothies out. But. Oh my gosh. I would say, I don't know. I, I don't feel any pressure at all to get married. Like even for myself. And so like, I, th- I think, I think it'd be nice to get married, but I honestly like don't think it would be the worst thing in the world to never get married, <laughs> um, which actually, so my aunt, um, my great aunt, she's my grandpa's sister, um, like she never got married, and I always thought like, oh, that would that's like kind of a one-off thing, and and so she, one day she asked me, she's like, do you see marriage in your future? I'm like, duh, and then I was like, mm, maybe not. Well, then I like <laughs> thought about, it. I was like, I don't know, like maybe. I, like it doesn't sound like the worst. Like doesn't sound like a failure not to get married. Mm-hmm. As like as for sex, I'm I'm as nervous about that as I am with sharing a bed with someone because <laughs> like your sheets. Like, yeah, like, like literally bedding. Like I don't like <laughs> I don't like to have someone next to me and like have to worry about like waking them up and just like and like their alarm goes off and then my alarm goes off or like I just like that whole idea doesn't sound fun at all. Like I would say I'm more living. nervous about that. You had roommates, sex. right? Like you've had roommates before. Yeah, and I don't like it's so <laughs> nice having my you didn't own share a room bed, though. now. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah. But like on those like like on if you go like on a group like trip somewhere and you have to share a bed with someone like I hate that. <laughs> Like I wake up so much throughout the night because there's another body right. like in the bed, and if I touch them, I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> so she'll have a separate room. Is what I mean. Yeah, mm-hmm. like a fifties marriage. Yeah. Oh dang. <laughs> yes, please. So when Josephine and I went on our road trip last week, um, I am like a really touchy person, and <laughs> I wake up. I'm a light sleeper, so I wake up frequently throughout the night. And normally, I wake up and I reach over and I like like cuddle or touch David or something like that. Like I'm really overly attached in that way and I kept trying to do that to Josephine I'd like catch myself like halfway through reaching out to grab her or like halfway through rolling over to spoon I'm like nope nope roll back roll back don't fight it don't fight it I mean like I like touch and I like cuddling but I don't think to the point as much as you wanted to through <laughs> the nighttime. I was like, no. I think you would have been really uncomfortable if you'd woken up and I was spooning you. <laughs> like, like, what's happening? My sister does that to me. She loves, like, she touches her love language and she just wants to cuddle. 
and I'll wake up in the middle of the night and she'll be like right next to me. I'm like, scoot over. You have so much room the right now. Of the bed. It's terrible. I want to be here. <laughs> like, I don't want you to be touching me this much this night. Like, go away. I really love my sister, but it's very funny. I've talked to some married friends who like one of them who is not, who wasn't very touchy and then she got married and then was like, touch is great. What was I thinking? And mm. who uh, prided herself on like not wanting to share a bed. And now every time her husband's gone, she's like, she can't sleep as well. Because mm-hmm. she's just totally used to it. She's like so expecting to have this person, this body well, next to her all the time. I don't know if it's necessarily the body as much as the hot man that you get to live mm-hmm. with. Like, After a while, it just kind of turns into your... <laughs> a body. <laughs> sure still find them attractive. <laughs> well, like, and I just think... Like, my sister is one thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and of course, mm-hmm. your siblings, it's like anything they do annoys you sometimes, <laughs> you know? It's Don't like, breathe. <laughs> like, yeah. Your breathing annoys me. <laughs> but I love her. I hate it when you blink. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're blinking wrong. Oh, like, <laughs> but yeah, I've talked to other married friends of mine that were like, man, when we thought we would get married, it would be like cuddling all the time, mm-hmm. every night sleepover. And it was probably for the first few years. And then after that, it was like, ugh. <laughs> like, get stay on me. your side. <laughs> you get these covers. That's all you get. You get this pillow. Don't touch me unless you need something. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Not everyone's like that, though. All right. <laughs> We're not like that. It's it's cuddle fest all the time. <laughs> nice. All They're the still time. within like the first ten years of marriage. Yeah. So yeah. But that's like us. We're like super touchy, cuddly, uber physically affectionate. We're that weird, annoying, gross couple that's doing PDA in, in church. Can um we share the PDA nice. that you did in front of Tyler and I on New Year's? No. <laughs> no. I don't know. Should we? <laughs> it wasn't a full lap dance because I wasn't gyrating. <laughs> I was straddling and singing. Okay. Let's Marriage just, sounds awesome. Let's just, let's just specify. <laughs> they can do that. They're married. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was like we looked over. I looked over and I was like, Tyler, don't look. Like, <laughs> Shield your eyes. <laughs> then we just like pulled out our phones and started looking at our. Phones. My husband was like gently moving me off his lap. Like that's not. That's not now. No. <laughs> that's for later. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. There was no gyrating. It was just straddling. That's true. And singing. Bad singing. It was still awkward. Was it pour some sugar on me? <laughs> it might have been. I feel like it was. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, Nathan, that's what you have to look forward to. Yeah, pour some married. sugar on me, definitely. Pour yeah. some sugar. Pour some sugar on me. <laughs> well, that um, sounds like you've overcome your uh, fear of physicality. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She's very open about her sexuality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that a right word? Sexuality? Sexuality. <laughs> It's a word. <laughs> I can Google it. It's on Urban Dictionary. <laughs> Speaking of sex. Oh, I was Urban Dictionary. Like, no. no. That's, a, well, that's, that's a dark road to go My down. sister, after I had named the podcast and got everything all taken care of, she texted me and she said, you know what the strange means, right? And I was like, uh awkward weird (laughs) she's like no no no. urban dictionary the slang that's going around the city and it means having sex with someone 
like looking actively looking for just sex, like outside of your partner, or just in general. So she said, "You pretty much are sex in the city." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, it's kind of true, except that I'm not going to talk about that." So most of your viewers are like, "Maybe this podcast, <laughs> right?" And that's why. I'm like, <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the sex one, man. Yeah. <laughs> getting through all this book talk and this other stuff. I know they're like, "What is?" This Cut to about? the chase. <laughs> It's a long, long, slow build. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Longest plot development I've heard. <laughs> Cut to the strange. Yeah. So that's that's funny. That's a funny story about the podcast that I wanted to share a long time ago. <laughs> so anyway, sex. We didn't really talk dirty sex. Mm-mm. Maybe that'll be a girls only. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I won't be the. <laughs> Tyler, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> um, but just overall, I think that if there's an open communication about dating and people's experiences, like I know that I learn by talking about stuff, and part of it's because I'm an extrovert. But if someone shares an experience with me, I can say, "Wow, I can relate to this, this, and that," and I will probably would never do that. Like I can do that. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I uh, there definitely needs to be more communication. Yeah, we're well, talking about it rightly too. I mean, right. there's so many people that are just <laughs> talking about my recently married couples, and they're like, "Oh, I didn't realize that we don't climax at the same time." <laughs> like, <laughs> like it didn't occur to them because in movies they're like, "Oh," and then they're done, and, that's it. <laughs> and they go to sleep, and, and there's no mess, sleep, and everything's right? great. There's nothing to clean up. Like, there's right. nothing anywhere. It's not right. messy. Yeah. yeah, I just remember they were like really shocked. They're like, "Oh," and then your turn, then my turn. Oh. Okay, sure. I mean, that's just who talks. No one's talking about that. Or if they are, it's kind of like the dare program in youth groups, right? Like, <laughs> right. Just don't do it. Don't even touch drugs. Don't go for it. But this is what happens if you do. And then yeah. kids feel invincible or just, I mean, their kids are going to experiment. And they're like, oh, okay, sure. And then they, <laughs> it doesn't work. <laughs> like, What's wrong? Just telling him not to do it. Suddenly he's like, ooh, <laughs> like forbidden fruit. <laughs> you said no, so I want it. So I want it now. So yeah. I'm going to go figure that out. Yeah. Do you guys have someone you talk to about dating or sex stuff or. <laughs> the thing is, I don't usually want to talk about it. I'm not. It just kind of happens to you. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. I'll be like sitting there with a group of three friends. Like we talk about other stuff, and then they're like, "Okay, now we're talking about sex for an hour." <laughs> no way. Hey. Now talk about it into the microphone. <laughs> I'm gonna record your. Book. I'm gonna record you. Talk so about yeah, sex. that's mostly what happens. <laughs> My one friend unnamed <laughs> makes me talk about it. I do not. <laughs> not true. I mean, I have people that I would feel comfortable talking about it if I had to. wanted to. <laughs> if it came if up. Had, yeah. Um, sex ed is by far the worst, I think. And I think that kids get a disservice. Well, I don't know. Did it help you to see all of the STDs and like what they do to your body? Um, no. Did well, it scare you? <laughs> no. It, it grossed me out. I feel the same way like looking at like a giant blister. And it's just like, oh, that's gross. I hope that doesn't happen to me. Like, I, don't think, I don't think I saw it and was like, I'm never touching a girl ever again. Because that, that, yeah. that doesn't equate in my mind, right? But yeah, that's true. Anyway, we should. But if you touch each other, you will get chlamydia. And <laughs> you die. will die. <laughs> yeah. Now, when you're hanging out, you're going to take off your clothes and touch each other. 
Don't do it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Don't take some rubbers. <laughs> That's a good sex talk. <laughs> Simple Done. to the point. Take a rubber. <laughs> okay, this probably won't be in that podcast, but if a teenager asked you to buy them condoms, would you? Yes. No. I probably. What's my might. context with the teenager? Not a random kid off the street. I would, I would prefer <laughs> that they're having, a, if they're going to be having sex, to have protected sex. Right. Definitely. Mm-hmm. That's my logic. They're going to do it anyway. I, I, I want I them know. to be protected. Or they're just like making balloons or something. But like. <laughs> no, right. <laughs> hey, this, this story, we're going to decorate for a party. <laughs> this story is definitely not going to go on the podcast, but I have to tell you guys. In <laughs> Why don't you just push pause? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. What were you talking about? <laughs> um. You say that part. Well, yeah. So I, I feel like a lot of people, they start experimenting because they see things on the internet and don't have realistic expectations of what mm-hmm. sex is actually is like. Mm-hmm. I was talking to a, a pretty conservative couple. Someone similar to Kayla, not exactly, though. They were homeschooled. And the first time they had sex, he didn't realize he was supposed to wear a condom. And they got pregnant oh. like <laughs> on their wedding night Dang. because he had just been watching pornography for most of his life Mm -hmm. and had no problem watching it and didn't know what the big deal was and no one had ever told him hey you need to he thought he knew what sex was because Mm -hmm. he'd been watching it for so long and now they have a kid (laughs) awesome oops and then afterwards someone's like what (laughs) how did that birth control how did that not connect at any point oh my gosh Caitlin this is like your topic I know do you have so many things to say so many things I mean I even um I don't know. I I I feel like the pornography industry has so much to play into, like how kids are messing around too. Like mm-hmm. you know, it yeah. definitely influences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like with you said, like with anal, anal sex. <laughs> I was like, you can still get into it, heaven uh, if you go through the back door. Right? That that <laughs> That's poor, the logic, poor though. Tyler. That's totally it. <laughs> <laughs> Intercourse versus outer course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a woman even said, like, women having this expectation of always being groomed and always, like, mm-hmm. l- like looking their best and, like, their bodies have to be perfect. And um, that a lot of that comes from the pornography industry, too. Right. Like, women, like, have to look a certain s- way. A certain way and yeah. not have hair on their arms or, you know, like, be perfectly trimmed and clean. And, mm-hmm. and then it just sets guys up for this unrealistic <laughs> they're like what is that yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. is that supposed to be there is that okay yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to I, the doctor <laughs> there's something growing <laughs> I don't know what get that, that look done <laughs> no that's true um, Caitlin you were going to say something I interrupted sorry I don't know what I was going to say okay <laughs> yeah it's funny I mean they talk to like even middle school students have their preconceived ideas of what the sex is supposed to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I was remember <laughs> there was like this interview with a bunch of kids and there was one of the teachers was like, well, like many women don't like don't shave themselves. Like they don't down really, there. Down there. And the, all these guys are like, ew, gross. And they're like, well, do you? And they're like, well, no. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but they should. I'm like, why? 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 Who says? Who's the one that's deciding this? And it's, uh, yeah, it's 22 to think. <laughs> There's studies that like, as soon as they give the sex talk in middle school, people start like women start their periods soon after that and people start experimenting pretty soon after that too. <laughs> so it's like they try to like move it to the end of the year as far as they can. Oh. <laughs> like, well, let's just, we'll just wait a little while longer and then we'll talk about sex. So like, <laughs> oh my God. That's all they're going to think about. I was at a camp one time 
and there was a panel. So like guys, like all the girls were together and the guys were together. And so there was a panel of women for the guys and a panel of men for the girls, oh, which was interesting. And um, so you can ask any question you want. So the director's up there. He's this old man. Like we're in like the backwoods camp, Christian Church of Christ, really conservative. And he pulls out this question and it says, do you prefer the carpet or hardwood floors? No. <laughs> and I was like, skip it. <laughs> like, skip it. No, no. We need to talk about this. <laughs> yeah, this is mm, preference from Christian men on a panel. It's not appropriate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like how uncomfortable. It's terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> I won't ask you that question right now, by the way. I won't go there. Why do you have to say you won't ask it? Because <laughs> Tyler, there was a possibility. <laughs> Tyler, you're so uncomfortable. No, I'm sweating. <laughs> my, my, I'm sitting here, it. my arms are crossed. I'm like your your vein is throbbing. <laughs> oh, like, oh, throbbing. Oh, oh, terrible. <laughs> yeah. Caitlin. I just yeah. What? Poor Tyler. <laughs> so uncomfortable. Anyway, thanks for joining us today <laughs> at the Strange in the City podcast. We'll see you next time. No, no. No. You, you don't get call it. That's close. I know, right? You don't get it. You guys almost went with it. was a good effort. <laughs> almost went with it. Anyway, yeah, I uh, I totally agree about your, like the pornography. And mm-hmm. Tyler, you do have some things to say about pornography. Okay, yeah. <laughs> but it's we're at bad. hour 15. <laughs> well, a lot like of that was all us singing and doing it like impressions. Mm, no, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you did all those studies, right? Weren't you reading all those like Yeah. You did you did a lot yeah, of a lot studies. Yeah, a lot of research. Yep. It affects your brain. I mean, it It does. Irrevocably in some cases. Yep. Doesn't it like it you were also saying some of the research you did it <clears throat> makes you less sensitive not that we're going to talk about sensitivity <laughs> in sex but yeah it like it gives like men if they look at it enough it gives them like erectile dysfunction <clears throat> can't get it up look at you you did an inappropriate joke that's awesome <laughs> i'm so proud of you Yay! Yay! <laughs> but it's the truth <laughs> not a joke <laughs> yep so but what else does it do? I mean, and you and I had talked about, like, a little tiny bit about what pornography does to women. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked to you about that, just about how women perceive themselves and their bodies and how they were created. But how does it affect men and how they look at themselves and perceive themselves? Um, I'm assuming in a negative way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, basically nothing positive that comes from it. Yeah. I feel like what men in general, just the way that our society is having are just less comparative. Like I, I feel like women are brutal when it comes to looking at magazines or each other and being like, why don't I have this? Why don't I have that? Taylor looks really pale and sleepy. <laughs> like, like all the blood is drained from his face. So sounds like this podcast <laughs> is coming to an end. <laughs> But yeah, thanks for being on here tonight and um, listening to the Strange in the City podcast. And this is one of probably multiple topics where we'll talk about sex and stuff. But it won't ever get too graphic, people. It will not get too graphic. Yeah, Tyler, it's okay. (laughs) I will not be in on the next one. (laughs) I won't be suckered into it. Yeah, Tyler, we're just recording one podcast tonight. It's, it's just not about, about a book. It's not about anything. It's just about a book. It's just about a book. <laughs> it's okay. We're talking about food tonight. <laughs> Recipes. 
for sex. <laughs> <laughs> Aphrodisiacs. <laughs> no. All right. Well, we should do one fun ending just because I want to have good stuff to. What? This whole thing has been so fun. What? Tyler <laughs> just wants to get so done. tired. We have at least one fun thing in this whole podcast. And this <laughs> terrible nightmare. <laughs> oh my God, Tyler. All right. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, yeah. That one. All right. Well, thanks, guys. You're welcome. Okay. Tyler was the only one that said you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to the Strange in the City podcast. Bye.